following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Saturday, September 9th, the day before the first Sunday of the NFL season. The season already is underway as we had a big Thursday night extravaganza. Not necessarily the best football on the plate. Ended up being kind of exciting toward the end. I mean, with the exception of some awful play by the great Kadarius Tony, which basically would have locked up that game had he at least held on to that final pass there uh, with two minutes or whatever left in the game. I don't know what he was doing as a professional wide receiver having your two hands underneath the ball trying to catch it. When has that ever worked? I mean, come on, please. Never has. So to get in touch with the show, you can always reach us on the intranets at brokenhelmetshow at gmail.com. Chris, how do you do here on this Saturday? Did you enjoy the Thursday festivities? Yeah, it was it was nice to have uh, something to do after you know you get home from work on Thursday that isn't chasing around uh, a three year old or trying to rock a two month old to sleep. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was awesome. I do remember oh those days of having young children just in fearing, interfering with everything in my life. But those days are in the rearview mirror and no more. We are gone. So congratulations to us. Unfortunately, not so congrats to you. But yes, they are the wonderful times of life. Just with the simplicity of a baby in your arms. It just uh, interferes with, I don't know, kind of everything. It's yeah. the bless and the curse. It's the bless and the curse. As uh, and, and for those that do not know, uh, my brother had his second uh, child. Uh, two sons. Eggies only make boys. And so there we are. And Carter uh, is now two months old. Two months and change. I think just two months old, right? Yeah. Two months. Two, yep. Going on. Th- uh, yeah, two and a half. Yep. So Chris's uh, family uh, consists of both Carter, who, like we said, two months old, and then Christian, who is now three. And then on the opposite side, my, my kids are now a little older now with Mason at eight years old going into third and Anthony at 12 going into sixth. So with their little independence, my, my oldest child, uh, he is off. He just went out with his friends downtown downtown uh, here in New Jersey. So go figure. Now they're uh, all independent with their cell phones and all the rest of it. You know, you'll be there soon enough. Although by the time your kids get older, I mean, uh, what the hell are they going to... They probably have like computer chips implanted in their head or something. You know, I mean, I I don't (laughs) know what it's going to be at that point. You know, phones seem like they're probably going to have... What's the next best step, right? Who the hell knows? It, It does go by fast. I mean, when we were in school, it was nothing. 
right? I mean, no, it was. It you was, got on it. cordless phones, cordless phones, pay phones, pagers. When I was in high school, you had a pager, no? I definitely did. Yeah. I loved it. Pagers yeah, were the way yeah, to go. Yeah. Would you go back in time and bring the pagers back? Of course. Get they, rid of they cell phones. You would get a page and you just be like, I didn't get your page, man. Sorry. 911. 911. There's a party. We party. We, we got to get yeah. the hell out of here. Um, but yeah, I, I anyway, check all that stuff. Let's get back into it. Thursday night kickoff. It was the Detroit Lions going into a crazy, raucous Kansas City Chiefs. What Gaza Field, right at Arrowhead Stadium, or Ghana? I, I forget what the hell it is, but you know they have now fields at the old time stadiums. They do the same thing at uh, yeah, Mile High, right? Invesco Field at Mile High. If they haven't changed it, uh, you should, probably should stay up to date with these things. But I mean, come on, the naming rights. There's eight million naming rights now. How long before the NFL starts selling their jerseys like the NBA? Well, they already they already offer the patch things, right? Well, during for practice gear, right? But not during. They haven't been doing it with the game jerseys, right? Oh, I don't. I don't think the game jerseys. No, but I know they've definitely been putting it on. From what I, you know, like when you see on TV, you see highlights of like the the I practices think, I think the and practice stuff. Practice squads, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time because eventually, I know that they like to stick to history. But I mean, the money's there, and if, if you know one thing about the NFL at this point, they love that cash. So this is the first year of the new NFL ticket. Did you get NFL ticket? You have no, YouTube TV. I, I do, but my new schedule has me working on Sundays till six thirty. So I thought it'd be a waste of money if. I'm all, there's only one Sunday in the whole season that I'm I'm taking off, and that's um, for my birthday weekend. So like uh, outside of that, there was no point in paying that three hundred bucks or whatever. Yes, coming up shortly. That is right around the corner. So yeah, I, I yep. didn't as well. I am the coach of uh, multiple soccer teams, and my youngest is doing football. It's just it's going to be too crazy. So I also punted this year on the NFL ticket and looking forward to some point in the future being able to get it since uh, neither of us have the satellite dishes but this is the first year of the YouTube TV there's also like multiple games we never really got a I don't think we ever did um, a show about the schedule but you're going to have games overseas in Frankfurt that I think is our ESPN plus um, I mean, there's just going to be games kind of all over the place. Still manageable. It's not per se like the Major League Baseball TV schedule, which try if you're a Yankee fan, I am not. Uh, you were. You try to find a Yankee game at any given point, it could be on one of like 12 channels. It's like literally ridiculous. Um, we haven't got there yet with the NFL, but we're approaching. So anyway, I digress. Back to the Thursday night game. Uh, oh, Thoughts and impressions of the 21-20 victory for the Lions on the road against the reigning Super Bowl champions? I just don't think that Kansas City has figured out exactly who's going to be their number one receiver yet. And when they do, I'm sure that will change things around. But, you know, not having their number one defensive player, not having their number one offensive threat, uh, you know, that's that's tough, obviously. I, I was at home, and Patrick Mahomes still... I mean, for a team that's, you know, up and coming and being the Detroit Lions, they, they definitely showed that they're somebody who can compete. I just don't think that was obviously Kansas City's best 
like Kansas City doesn't give a shit about right now anyway. Like they they they're looking more to play towards January, while Detroit every game to them is going to be the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, true to that regard. To go back to your first point. I, watching that game and then looking at the Kansas City wide receivers, you're just sitting there scratching your head saying to yourself, I actually can't believe what I just saw. I, I mean, Kadarius Tony, you make this trade, you bring him in to be your number one, and then uh, you know he's injured all preseason, and you, you feature him, you try to get him key, key passes. I mean, obviously Kelsey's gone, but without Kelsey – you try to revert to Tony being your number one. He doesn't give it your best go. But I think the the biggest takeaway for me was, all right, so Kelsey's out, Kadarius Tony's out. Who else is there? And it's like it's a whole hill of nothing. I mean, what, what do they have? They got nothing. They, yeah, they have nothing. They don't have a, a solid wide receiver core at all. And for all these names that we heard in the preseason, especially from fantasy standpoints, uh, you know, uh, uh, who were big? Sky Moore was a big one. MVS, some people tried to grab. Uh, Richie James, who, I, you know, I, I root for only because he was kind of a, you know, lunch pail type receiver for the Giants who then ended up landing in uh in Kansas in Kansas City and then i you know Noah Gray i'll be honest for a 24 year old who'd shown some flashes here and there i didn't think the fall off i knew the, there was going to be fall off i just didn't think it was going to be as big as it was i mean he just really wasn't great in that game i i, I mean i just don't know how much play he actually gets outside of this random scenario, right? Like, I, I he's just like a backup. Yeah, but you would think that somebody that young, given the spotlight, would try to, like, rise to the occasion. And not that he had a bad game. I just, for an offense that features Kelsey so much, if you're the next guy up, wouldn't you want to step up there and been like, dude, I got this. You know, get me this. And I just didn't kind of see that kind of participation. But again, you know, game plan and all the rest of it go into play. So, again, my biggest takeaway from that first game of the season, you can't take away too much. I just was shocked at how lackluster the wide receiving core was for the Chiefs. And maybe it develops over time, but man, uh, it's going to be kind of a struggle if they can't get something going there. Yeah, I'm not worried about I'm I'm really not worried about the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know how much better the Lions can honestly play. Like if that that might have been their whole that might have been their whole Super Bowl season. Like, yeah, let me throw this one at you. I want your thoughts because we're still fresh in off of fantasy drafts. Your initial thoughts on the David Montgomery featured Thursday night as he just carried the rock a ton, while Jameer Gibbs, who looked great when he got in there, like just wasn't really featured all that much. I just think he's a, a, a scat back who, yes, is going to have pop, but, I mean, they drafted him to be the new DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift didn't carry the ball that much either. Here is my question. Do you think maybe they do a heavy dose of Montgomery first half of the year and flip to Gibbs once he's got his feet wet a little bit with the pro game? No. So you think it's going to be a Montgomery-centric Lions season? 
at least. I think it's going to be ex- exactly what they had last year. Yeah. Oh, that's surprised. I because I, I thought Gibbs looked good. I just didn't know why they didn't feature him more, and that kind of left me scratching my head a little bit. But something to keep an eye on, especially people that drafted Gibbs because Gibbs was a high draft pick, and Montgomery people got in much later rounds. You know, and to get the workload that he did is kind of a steal, right? Fantasy wise. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to get twenty-one carries every week or whatever it was. Twenty twenty carries every week. But yeah, I, I, I think that the breakdown is going to be exactly what Dan Campbell wants. And that's going to be pound it down their throat and with a guy who can get three or four yards and then use gap back to relieve them of the third down roll, uh, you know, the passing down rolls and the uh, break, you know, when, when the guy needs a break, that's, Exactly what DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were last year. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Um, uh, I'll just be interested to see how the team develops because there's a lot of a lot of hope out of Lions fans, and a lot of experts love Lions for a pick this year. And you know, you can't take too much away from Game One. Remember, I you know, historically on the podcast, we've always said weeks one through four, I don't know, one through three, if you want to be aggressive, is more or less the new preseason, and preseason is just kind of roster tinkering. So, I you know, I'll I'll give all these teams a good three four weeks before I try to make the jump. But I am interested to see how the Lion teams develop, uh, specifically what they end up doing with. Uh, Gibbs in the backfield, and then from the Chiefs for the wide receivers. To wrap up that Thursday night game, everybody was hooting and hollering and doing cartwheels and jumping jacks and insert whatever fucking uh, idiom and saying you want to say, but for the Dan Campbell uh, fake punt on the 20, you know, in the whatever, first quarter, second quarter, which turned around, turned ultimately turned into a touchdown, but my question to you was, impressed or kind of questioning a really shit call? Because to me, that was an awful play call to go to, to actually go for it there and give the Chiefs a, a shot for a touchdown that early. Like I, I, I just thought it was a stupid coaching move, not aggressive and not applaudable. And I seem to be on the, you know, I seem to be on the minority viewpoint there. Uh, I don't think it would have worked out any different for for the way that their play style was going to be the whole game. So, like, it wouldn't have changed. I think Dan Campbell looked at it as, like, I'm not going to – this is just how we're going to play the whole game. So, it, whether they get it or they don't, you know, like, it, it, it's just – it's who they – it's who he wants to be. It's who he wants his team to be. Uh well, there's a it difference between out. attitude and strategy. Attitude-wise, yeah, I'm all for it. If that was at the 50, okay. But at the 20, strategically speaking, I mean, you're basically giving up a field goal if you don't get it. Well, he, at the he's least. basically saying, well, no, he's saying, like, you guys are a much better team, and we need to literally maintain possession as often as possible. Uh, I, I wow, that okay. I'm trying to think about. It. I would Kansas City. Kansas City is the better team. Uh, they didn't play that way. I mean, they should have won that game. Look, could Darius Tony 
catches that ball, and that's the game over because, you know, he's at the 30. He's got about 15 yards of clear field in front of him, and so that's a field goal right there, and that's that's all she wrote. Um, that was actually- Yeah, I don't think anybody in the country should overanalyze one game, right? Like, I especially the first game of the year without your years. Like, you can't. You can't comp- – they, they're not what that team is that we saw. Like, not, that's not the way that Kansas City is going to look in a month, let alone, you know, four months. All right. Well, let, let's put a pause here. i got to try to do a reconnection here because you're coming in and out. So we will take a pause, reestablish the connection, and then we'll be right back. And we're back. So I'll throw it back to you, Chris, to continue on your thoughts uh, about that Thursday night Lions win. Yeah, so what I was saying was I don't want to overanalyze a game that involved a Kansas City Chiefs look that didn't have their number one defensive player and their number one offensive player. Like, they, There's no point in wasting uh, you know, the effort of trying to break down exactly how the game played out when I mean Chris Jones on defense alone changes the way every defense every offense is gonna try to attack them yeah fair enough um I I got you I'm with you I I can understand that um I like I said it's preseason let's not spend too much you know invest too much in it uh and that's similar to what thoughts that you're saying here so i echo those uh i you know one final bit as we bounce out here i uh, sitting on the couch with uh mason my youngest and sitting there trying to figure out something fun to do decided to put a little wager on the game i was like ah, mason who do you like you know and he, and he originally said chiefs then he said lions went back to chiefs so i did chiefs money line and then i did mahomes like over 260 and like end of that game you sit there and you watch that pass to Tony and boom, there it went. I mean that that pass to Tony would have been good for the two sixty, and or at least close there too. And then it would have been the 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 field goal for the win. So that was the first oh shit first bad beat of uh, of the year for uh, Etmois. Little uh, tiny bet with uh, my son and I, but damn, not the way that you wanted to start. So anyway, this is our first uh, gambling show of the season, and so what we will do is we will kick off three downs. We will do, uh, I probably should have kicked off first down just talking about Thursday Night Football. I didn't do the sounder, so we'll go right into second down, and then second down will be our uh, five picks, circus picks. We'll talk about the games, drill down on a couple of them, and then give the other ones. Third down, we will rip through the remaining games, and that'll leave us to fourth down, which ends up being our bets. We take a $10,000 fantasy uh, bankroll, and then we weigh our bets against those until we get to the end of the season and see how we did. Uh, I ended up a a little bit above 10000 last year, and then... Pissed it all away, right down the toilet on the Super Bowl, and then ended up basically even. Uh, and Chris, wait, do you remember where you landed last year? Because I don't offhand. Yeah, I had it in my notes. I, uh, I was down like eighteen hundred. 
yeah, the year. You had a big year two years ago. Last year, you ended up being down. I had a rough year two years ago, and I ended up being even last year. So, And as the years go on, we try to improve our bankrolls here and try to fall within the realms of the uh, historic, legendary experts that uh, you hear all across podcasting and Media Central, as now everybody is a betting aficionado. Uh, and so we try to join those ranks. Uh, just a, a little fun. So that is fourth down. So with that, like I said, we already ripped down first down, San Sounder. And so we will go into second down here, which will be our circus picks. Second down. Second down. <laughs> And so we will, like many, uh, give you five picks that are our best picks of the week, reflective of the circus contest, which I forget what the total is this year. Is it $8 million? Right? It's become more or less kind of like the World Series of Poker for the football season. Everybody picks five picks a week, and then at the end, you know, whoever stands on top of the hill gets the huge pot. So we had a couple of games here. We're going to focus on three that we both liked. Um, we both picked two of these, and then one Chris picked I did not. But we will start off with the Monday night game where the Buffalo Bills will be heading into MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets and AFC East battle here to start off the season. Aaron Rodgers, his first live regular season action for the Jets under center. Big Super Bowl hopes abound all throughout gangrene nation here. Uh, right now, the spread is two and a half points in favor of the Bills. The Sharps are in on the Jets, but the tickets and the money both on Buffalo. 62% of tickets, 61% of the money pool here with Josh Allen and the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh-oh. Uh, so anyway, where do you sit here with the Bills? A great slate of night games to start the season. We already saw the Thursday night game, Chiefs-Lions. Sunday night games is Cowboys-Giants, which was the one of the Sunday night games for years on end, and then they finally stopped it. They brought it back here, and then Bills-Jets. So what are you seeing here with this AFC rival? How do the Jets fare as the season starts off here? I guess they're you know pretty lucky that they're home, but... I I don't know, man. I I'm not I'm not sold on Aaron Rodgers being anything more than just somebody who can manage a game a little better than you know whoever it is that they're going to throw in there. I I know that their team's their defense is really good and all, um, and I think that kind of saves them. But I have a hundred percent faith in the Bills. I they might not be the best team in, in the NFL, but they're going to compete every year, and it's not like they lost any talent. You're you know, not they, of the opinion that this is the back end of their window here? Oh, this might be the back end of their window, but it, until they lose pieces to that to that team, that would – I mean, what if they lost? They didn't lose anything from last year. I know, but they also really didn't gain anything either, right? I, I mean, Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean – just because you don't gain anything doesn't mean that they didn't gain anything, and they still finished what fourth in the AFC. I well, mean, fourth in the league. Compare the team to two years ago when they lost that heartbreaker versus Kansas City, right? Which ultimately changed the rules of overtime. Um, is this team better than that team or worse? I think they're the same team. Okay. 
All right. Well, in that case, then, you know, I, you're thinking that this is going to be a strong enough team. You're probably leaning pretty heavy on Buffalo in this game then, especially at two and a half. I mean, a field goal wins it for you. Yeah, I. this is this is one of the games that I, I, I really love. Uh, it's just one of the games that I'm not going to overly bet because – we're from the New York area, so it's 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 just one of those things that you don't. I, I tend not to bet with or against too many of the New York teams. Right. So, those of you not familiar, Chris and I have forever, uh, which I, I mean, it, it's probably a lot of local teams. Um, we, I remember hearing it as do you from our father for you know decades. Is just that stay away from the home teams. If you're betting, stay away from the teams. Stay away from your team. Stay away from the home teams. Uh, do everything else, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. But in the you know the, the gamble gambling stratosphere stratosphere and with all other you know if you believe them or not superstitions, you know staying away from the home teams and your team usually is a is a good way to go. It probably doesn't hold water at all, but we have done it forever, and so that is what Chris is referencing there. Not going crazy, even though you do like the Bills. But you're going to take yeah for sure. You're going to take them here, so you're going to be on the sides of the ticket and the money, signing away from the sharps. I I'm going to be on the opposite end here. Uh, I am actually going to take the Jets, and I, it is also going to be one of my circus picks. So we're going to be on opposite ends of this for one of our five favorite games. I like the Jets defense. I am a little shaky about the offense, but. I, I just got to see something out of Buffalo here to see if there's the same kind of continuity coming from the past two years through this one versus the higher potential that I could see coming out of the Jets. And I think that Aaron Rodgers, first game home, the defense is strong. Garrett Wilson, who we both have uh, in a bunch of our fantasy leagues, I have high hopes for him. Brees Hall's a question mark, but Dalvin Cook's there. Um, I, I just, for whatever reason, I'm going to stay home with the underdog home team to start off here. So, Bills for Chris, Jets for me. The next game, we're going to go cross-country as we head out to Los Angeles for one of the 4 o'clock games. This is going to be Miami in Los Angeles taking on the Chargers. Right now, the Chargers are home favorites by the field goal. Uh, Dolphins here looking to get a a season out of Tua with no concussions as he battled it last year and ended up uh, not playing again after it was all said and done. Uh, Right now, as for what the stats are saying, the Sharps are in on the Chargers and the three. So are the tickets. Tickets are in at 64%. And meanwhile, the Dolphins have a slight edge with the money at 52% of the money pool. Uh, I forgot to give the over-under for the Bills-Jets. I did that sporadically. I will uh, knock that off and get the rust out of there after uh, week one here. But Jets-Bills... Uh, Over-under was 45-and-a-half. The Chargers-Dolphins game, the one that we're going to now, over-under is 51. So we got L.A. minus the 3, 51 over-under. How are you feeling out here this big-time AFC game? Again, like the Bills and the Jets, high hopes here for the Chargers and the Dolphins. Yeah, I I assume at at this point of... Herbert's career, it's kind of like make it or break it, so... 
they have a new offensive coordinator. If this doesn't work, I guess they're going to fire that, that coach and this is going to be their season and they'll put another coach in there. But if he's going to prove anything to anybody, he better come out, you know, firing on all cylinders from, from week one. However, I really like Miami's team, Miami, you know, to kind of foreshadow what I'm going to talk about later. I, I, this is going to be a season for them where they, you know, they need to take, they need to build off of last year. And if Tua can stay healthy throughout the year, they're going to be a pretty formidable foe, I think. I Yeah, and I think the Tua question is what gives me the heebie-jeebies going with the Dolphins and anything, especially long form, is I, I'm just not confident that you see somebody with such early career head trauma injuries and that it just magically goes away because in the offseason, you know what I did? I learned how to fall. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, but at least for this game, let's just knock that off the slate and let's just talk about Miami going cross-country here against a Chargers team. Like you said, Staley kind of up against the ropes. I kind of thought he might get the heave-ho at the end of last year. But remember, the Chargers did lose Herbert earlier in the year, and I don't know if he ever really bounced back from that that injury that he had. Do you? No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he, he, was, he was pretty shoddy. So, at least for me here, the Chargers... I, kind of similar to the Bills, it's kind of a reload. They bring everybody back. Uh, the Dolphins, same thing. If anything, a knock on the Dolphins outside of the the Tua injury concerns. They go out and get Jalen Ramsey. Uh, it's supposed to be a big contributor to the defense. And then, sure enough, injury takes him out of it. And he will be back toward the end of the year, if at all. Uh, they're they're running back situation also is a big question mark as you really don't know what you're going to get out of there. Uh, I, coach, solid McDaniels. I, I, I like him. Uh, an odd bird, but uh, you know he had a successful, I would say, first season, all things considered. Here, you know, Chargers, they got to win by a field goal at home. It feels like a pretty even game. Uh, Jalen Waddle questionable. Uh, check the you know the the local injury report or the later injury report to see if he actually gives it a go. I'm pretty sure that he is signed he is signed up to get involvement in this game here. But I I think I'm going with the Chargers here. This is going to be one of my five bets. I like the Chargers at home. Uh, more getting the offensive coordinator duties there. I'm I'm going to go there with the Chargers at home. You are going to be with the Dolphins, however? Yeah, I'm going to be with the Dolphins. Now, look at that. We are on opposite sides already through two games. So, uh, Eggie Brothers, opposite ends of it there. Uh, Chargers is the second of the five games. The third one that we'll drill down on is we will then travel back across the country and we will head out to Pittsburgh, where the Steelers are going to be hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, 49ers in questionable territory with the quarterback. Purdy going to be under center. They get rid of Trey Lance. That experiment is over. 
Uh, Sam Darnold is going to be the backup under center. And then Pittsburgh, you have year two of the Kenny Pickett era. If it's an era, can you get an era out of two years? Probably not. But that's what we have here is year two of Kenny Pickett. Uh, Pickens coming along. Najee Harris in his third year after the disappointing last year. Jalen Warren. Uh, you know, you get Porter added on to the defense. Uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of high hopes with Pittsburgh. And I'll tell you what, this Pittsburgh-San Francisco game was very heavily bet in terms of the Steelers. So right now, the 49ers are currently at a minus two and a half favorite versus the Steelers. So you got a Steelers, another road dog here, along with the Jets. The over-under for San Francisco-Pittsburgh is 41.5 points. So one of the lower-end games of the opening week slate. The Sharps are right now on the 49ers. The tickets and the money are on the Steelers. And like I said, heavily bet in terms of Pittsburgh, 84% of the money coming in on Pittsburgh. So with all of that said, Chris, which way are you going to lean here in this AFC-NFC battle come week one? I love the 49ers. I think that they have every piece uh, they need to continue their their little stride in in this competition between them and the Eagles and trying to get over that hump. I, I think Brock Purdy's not necessarily the answer, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to f- screw them. So and Nick Bosa doesn't con- concern you that he just signed, hasn't practiced at all in training camp, says he wants a full workload. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't matter to you. No, because I don't think that the AFC uh, – I'm sorry, I, I don't believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers have enough with Kenny Pickett and crew to really compete with the rest of that. De- I mean, that, that defense has been together for a minute. I know that they don't have the same coach, but like it's it, they are still the 49ers. Like I, this is another story of – what did the 49ers lose? Like, what did the Bills lose? Yeah, I'm just saying short home dog here. Pittsburgh seems to have added to their arsenal, I guess, right? You know, you get a, a year in for Pickett. You get Pickens, Deontay Johnson, uh, all coming back. Warren uh, kind of solidifying the backfield. If Harris stinks, you know, no, nothing impresses you about their offseason or coming into this oh, game. Oh, no. Like, I, I 100% think that they will probably make the playoffs. I, I Like, I have faith in them. But it's just, it's sad that, it's a sad situation that, like, they're having to go up against, like, start their season against a really good 49ers team. And I don't think you're probably going to get these short of odds for the rest of the season on the 49ers. I'm, I'm hard-pressed. Well, maybe. But I, I'd have to go through every game. But this is, like, really short. When was the last time you saw the 49ers as a two-and-a-half-point favorite? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's a new year, so I don't remember last year. Uh, you know, I, east uh, west to east coast doesn't necessarily matter here because they've had so much time. I don't even know when San Francisco flew out to Pittsburgh, but I would imagine they probably did so a little early. Why not? Um, you're not going to do it like you usually do uh, during the NFL regular season when it's just a week. They've had two weeks off ever since week three ended. Uh, travel isn't really a concern to me. 
Um, they two and a half is rather short for a team that seems destined to do good things. Uh, I don't know. Here, I, I thought about it one way or the other. I'm probably going to be on the opposite side of you again. I, I'm going to be on the side of that heavy 84% money pool, and I'm going to go with the Steelers here. 49ers are definitely the better team. Week one just kinds to be a little wonky sometimes, you know? And I think just at home, Steelers, I could definitely see them coming out and having a good showing and maybe San Francisco having a little bit of rust. I think if there's any question mark I have about San Francisco right now, it probably is Purdy. I, I probably have to see him operate a little bit after the injury to understand if he is back to where he was, you know, prior to that, because that was the end of the season. So as they stated, they were going to have to go and get a backup quarterback for the Super Bowl had they made it. So, you know, you don't really know what he is. Yeah, I played in preseason a little bit, but. Um, I guess if I'm like you and I, I don't have any fear of Purdy's injury, you know, the two and a half is kind of a gimme if you really believe in that 49ers team. It's not that it's not that I believe in Purdy. It's that I it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for that team. Like there the quarterback isn't what makes that team. It never has been. Never was with Jimmy Garoppolo. It 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 wasn't. What was the do? Who was it before Garoppolo? Um, uh, well, they did Lance, and then they went back to Garoppolo. No, 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 no. Before Garoppolo, Shanahan's like first, first couple of years. I can't I remember. Don't was that. it Alex Smith? I don't even remember. I. Uh, it might have been, but but long, but you understand my point. Like it doesn't matter. The quarterback doesn't matter to me. It could be Sam Darnold. I, I don't give a shit. Like all they're doing, their whole the whole game. Plan. You're just a Shanahan believer. So it's Shanahan, his offense, and so long as it gets run correctly, it's. Solid. I am a I am a I am a believer, as you know, of statistics, and all you need to show me is that dude's record every year. Like he he his teams are never bad. He has he doesn't have a bad year. Yeah, no, over the course of the year, I'm with you. I think the 49ers are the better team. I'm just talking about week one here in Pittsburgh, two-and-a-half-point spread, Steelers is dog. I think I'm just going to take the Steelers. But I got you with 49ers. If you really believe in them, you think they're all ready to rock? You're talking about a field goal win for the team that's probably better. Yes. So For sure. All right, cool. So you're going to be 49ers. I'm going to be Steelers. So those are the three games we'll drill down. Now, we've got other picks to round out our top five. So we'll go with the two that you have left here, and we'll head out to Cleveland where the Bengals will be traveling to face a nice division rivalry there. Uh, this game here set with to be another home dog. The Bengals are favored by two against Cleveland. Right now, The it's a pro-Joe's game. Sharps and Money are in on the Browns, actually. And Big Money in on the Browns at 80% of the money pool. And then you have a slight lean in the tickets to the Bengals at 53%. So who are you going to pick here in this Cincinnati-Cleveland battle? I love Cincy. You I like know, Cincinnati in this one? I couldn't decide on what to do. I, I Everybody and their brother is really talking up the Browns in this. I, I guess they're kind of talking down on the Bengals. Really? Why? Uh, you know, I, I people have been talking the Browns aren't that bad. They've got a great defense. You know, the offense can run the ball. You know, mm. at home, division rivalry, week one. 
you know, I, I mean, just the typical litany of, you know, rash, rational statements that you hear for any defense of a pick, especially week one. They, they usually are kind of the same. Some yeah, people I mean, drill down a little it, bit more in statistics and coverages and all the rest of that. But, I mean, top level, that's what you're hearing. This is another team. These, you know, like I, they're like the Bills. Like they're they're like the the 49ers. I don't think there's too much of a difference between all of these top notch teams now. Like I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't see. I'm trying to think of like who were the, the top of the top, like the Bills, the Eagles, the 49ers, the Bengals. I don't see any of like the teams that were really good. I don't see that much that they lost. Yeah, no, I got that- you. The trans, the the translation from twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three is it's very linear. There hasn't been a whole lot of adjustments. You know, some draft picks here, maybe a little bit of movement, but a lot of the big players from last year are the big players this year. I, I think that's what you're trying to say. No. It's it's yeah it's 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 not that like teams didn't change it's that well of course quality... they changed but but uh, you know, relatively speaking it's the same powerhouses the same you know big teams strong teams yeah yeah there wasn't it, any but that jumped tiers right and and that's it's weird because usually you definitely don't have the same powerhouse teams for so many years in a row, but like the chiefs have been amazing. The bills have been amazing. Like it's crazy how, how, how they're like mini dynasties. Yeah. It's very early salary cap era, right? When the 49ers were paying everybody under the table, you know, the, the Cowboys had their run, you know, I, I mean, it was, those were the errors you were talking about before, you know, the modern salary cap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, he, for me, I don't know. Uh, I I just went the opposite side here. I went the Browns. I, I don't know if I was coerced by everything that I had heard. Uh, the Bengals for me, easily the better team. It's almost a very similar game to me uh, compared to the 49ers Steelers. At the end of the year, the Bengals are better. Right now, I just don't know. You know, I mean, look, Joe Burrow just went out the entire preseason. He came back for this game. Fine, um, you know, I just, I, I think I just have to see it right now for the Browns. Look, it's kind of weird because the Browns, forgetting all this money dumped on them right now, all anybody's talked about is how shitty Watson's looked all preseason. So it, I, it's been a weird. Yeah, I, that's that's a fucked up situation. They're gonna, they have to get their, they they better get a handle on that and get rid of that dude if he really is. Oh no, they can't. I mean. They, they, they're his. They are married at the hip. That that ain't no, changing that, anything. But that, that that's like that's like Russell Wilson. Now, hundreds of millions of dollars mean shit to these guys, to these owners. I that's just a reality that I'm 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 coming to grips with. Like as as you see the salary cap just grow bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a reason it grows bigger and bigger because the owners are just fucking billionaires. 
what, what what do they care about losing fucking? Oh, I don't think uh, they care about losing the money. Yeah, the money is pennies, uh, relatively speaking. I just think they're saddled with them because I, you know, I'd have to d- do a quick research on the on the uh, hit sports track or whatever and check out the dead money. But I, I think that Watson's there for the you know foreseeable future at least. I mean, he's it's it's a hundred and sixty million or something like that in dead money. If they were to get rid of him after this year. Yeah, I I don't I think that they they I don't even know when I would have to see it laid out, but I would think without knowing the numbers, it, it would have to be at least two more years. It would have to be this year and two more before they thought about getting oh, rid of them. Shit. But, Fucking Andrews isn't gonna play. Mark Andrews. Oh, breaking news. Mark Andrews out for tomorrow. Well, we haven't even gotten to that game yet. It's actually next up. So let's wrap it up here. Uh, One of your remaining super picks is going to be the Bengals. Uh, It's not a super pick of mine. I'm just on the opposite side. So with that said, with that news breaking, let's head out to Baltimore where Houston will be in town. Houston, a huge dog in this one. Ravens favored by 9.5 here. Over-under is 43.5. The Texans have the sharp money on them and the tickets at 58%, and then the Ravens have the money pool at 57 So I will let you begin by telling me how you really like the Ravens in this one, right? I'm sure that that's where you were going. Yeah, I do. And so that was going to be one of your super picks. Uh, Andrews, obviously, this has been a story all offseason, specifically in fantasy drafts, because he has been out for the past couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken, with, I, what was the injury? Because every time I check... quad injury. It, yeah, but it was like a mystery leg injury. I don't know if they necessarily identified it as a quad early. Maybe they did, I just wasn't paying enough no, attention. No, 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 no. They didn't. Say, they don't have to say shit. That's, that's what the big deal was, is that like, you, nobody knew what the injury was. It was undisclosed. Yeah, they were very Wednesday. tight. You know, tight to the vest with that one. Yeah, which which usually means it's serious, right? Like that usually means anybody who's not saying anything. Like there's a reason. If if it's if it's like a fucking toe injury, everyone's like, yeah, it's a toe injury. Like you know, it's it's two to three weeks. Yeah, well, let's see if they have adjusted anything, taken it off the board. I just hopped on to uh, DraftKings right now, and it is still on the board, still at 9.5. Nothing really has changed. So, I mean, very early if it was just announced. So, will that impact your lean here for the Ravens with this pick with no Mark Andrews? This game, no. My gut says no. No. No, 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 no. Mainly because... You're talking about a situation where they they haven't even built that that like in season rapport yet. Yeah, no, I, I I like the Ravens in this game. I ended up being on the opposite side. I, I know the Texans are garbage. They're on the road. There's just something. I you know what? It's just a nine and a half points. That's so many points. Especially this early in the year. It's the only reason that I think I'm going with the Texans is I can't get behind a nine and a half point dog week one. But I could very easily see, right, like this being a runaway game. What, three quick touchdowns? 20 to 24 to nothing? Yeah, you're talking about 
like a rookie quarterback with with just no talent around him. He doesn't have anything. Yeah, with D'Amico Ryans as his first game as head coach, D'Amico Ryans after having a couple of seasons as defensive coordinator after Sala left, and then I they were they they wanted D'Amico Ryans as a head coach the first year he was the defensive coordinator. They were It's really weird. I mean, they they were pushing it from day one. It was kind of like, dude, you know, I get some you know, I could see a Ben Johnson, for instance. He's running offense. He's been there. He's done, like, good work. But D'Amico Ryans, it was like, you had a good defense. You inherited it. I don't know what kind of stamp that you're putting on it, uh, but it translated to the head coaching job here. So, you know, I, oh, you're, you're just making my point. Like I, No, I, I understand. Rewind. I'm with you. I, I would love to pick the, the Ravens here. I just can't because of that number. I can't because of the nine and a half. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, couldn't you just see them dialing it down and then running Pierce, you know, a couple of plays to Nico Collins, this being like a, a big running game that, you know, is an under, you know, Ravens by seven and the under. I could sure. easily see that, right? I, I could probably see that more so than Ravens, you know, 28 to nothing over the Texans. But, I, you know, who knows? Uh, it's one of your super picks. Uh, I'm just picking on the other side. So that uh, actually wraps up your super picks. We've got three of mine, so we'll hit these up quick. Rams in Seattle. Seattle right now, five-point favorite. The Rams, uh, you know, the whole team is on the IR. I have no clue why McVay came back for this year. They must have just given him just buco dinero and a big gigantic suitcase you know, delivered in a truck. They might have even just backed up a Brinks truck and just dropped off gold bars at his house. I have no clue why he came back for this year. Makes no sense. No idea. Anyway, Seahawks uh, are the five-point favorite. They also own the tickets and the money, both above 65% in those. In that regard. The Sharps are going to come in on the Rams. Uh, this was one of my super picks. I am taking the Seahawks. Uh, five points isn't enough in my eyes because I just think the Rams are going to be terrible here. Cup is on the IR. I, I just, I don't know what they do. I have no clue how they generate offense here. Stafford talking to his wife. Oh, I don't get along with anybody. I can't relate to these kids. Oh, the kids. Whatever, dude. You're fucking old. Then fucking retire. I, 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 he, he like, he won a Super Bowl. He, I, I don't know what else he wants. Like, he got what he wanted. He Got millions of dollars, just quit, man. Well, just, you know, I think it. the idea was to run it back, and then all of a sudden you got this year, and, you know, they shipped Jam and Ramsey out, and then, you know, I don't know. McVay must have just said, hey, look, I'll come. They're paying me a shit ton of money. Uh, you know, don't tell anybody that because it's legal. But, you know, they, they, they backed up the Brinks truck. They gave me a whole bunch of gold bars. I'm going to come back. Why don't we just do it one more year? We'll see what happens. You know, we got Cup coming back from injury. He'll be good to go. Whoops. Oh, that He's done. That, that dude's done. Yeah. So, uh, Cup, Cup go, went to the IR. They got nothing. I, I'm on the Seahawks here. What side are you on for the Rams Seahawks? Seahawks. Seahawks. So, that leaves uh, two more. Uh, let's hop in the plane. Screw that whistle. We'll head out to Atlanta, Carolina, facing off against the Falcons here. 
We have the Falcons with Ritter in year 1.5, I guess, uh, as he took over last year, and now he's there full-time. Panthers, obviously, with the next generation, uh, Bryce Young. Right now, Falcons, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Tons of money on the Falcons, 84% of the money pool, 60% of the tickets, and the Sharps have no lean. Over-under in this one is low, 38-and-a-half points. I am taking the Falcons as one of my best bets. I just can't. You know, you could look at numbers. There's some crazy number out there. Number one picks in their first game against a spread is like one in something, one in 16, one in 17. It's just a horrific number. I, I'm not a Desmond Ritter fan, but I mean, what do the Panthers have going for them here that they are going to keep them in this game? I, I can't see it. I, I think the Falcons get just, you know, more than a field goal here. Three and a half. I, you know, the hook sucks, but whatever. Uh, I think they can easily grab this one. I don't even care about this game. I know, but you got to pick it. I for me, I thought it was easy money. I you know Falcons. They have the same team from last year. They're coming back healthy. Pitts, London. They're going to throw Bijan Robinson there. They got Algier. You know, coming back. The defense is the same. You know, the, the coaching staff. No, I is took. Same. I took Atlanta too. I'm just. This is just like one of those games I just don't give a shit. No, I got you. I just I, I thought it was a good super pick. That's why I brought it up. So we'll just get off it there and then take to the last of my super picks. And we're going to go to Chicago for this one where we have an NFC North battle. Bears hosting the Packers. Bears favored by one and a half points. Over under here is 41 and a half. Right now, the money in on the Bears is 69%. Sharps are on the Packers. Uh, tickets are basically split a, little, split a little bit on Green Bay here. Uh, I took the Bears. This is another one of my picks. Uh, I, you know, one and a half for the Bears at home. So again, this is me just liking a short home favorite. Packers, they're out Watson. Dubs is a question mark going into the game. Love, it's his first game there. I think the Bears are probably trying to build on stuff from last year. You know, second year of Everflus, uh, you know, uh, whatever, the second year of the, the what I say about Pickett before, uh, era, you know, can you make an era out of two years? But that's what you got here. So I think a l- little bit more going for the Bears, and all they got to get is two points. So book me for the Bears here for my fifth and final uh, pick for the Super Picks. Picks for the Super yeah, Picks? That's all I pick in one sentence, picks, you fucking asshole. Pick for the Super Pick. Yeah, fucking prick. Um, picks and pricks. Yeah, I... I I actually kind of like the Bears too. I I don't I I have zero interest in betting on Green Bay, especially with like their number one guy, their number one receivers now like gets hurt, and he's gonna be hurt for like weeks. You think so? No, I hope not because oh, I yeah. got him in a couple of leagues. That would no, really I suck. Ah, uh, he's anybody who gets hurt like midweek and then doesn't see the field again. Like they're not like he wasn't even like on the sidelines. He just dude just disappeared. Well, let, let, let's hope it's not that bad like for all of us fantasy owners out there and then Packer fans out there. But for this game, it definitely doesn't bode well. And so, as we both said, this is one of my, my super picks and you are also on the Bears, correct? Yeah. All right. So that leaves us with the rest of the games. Third down. And we will start off with the 1 o'clock's 
Vikings hosting the Bucks. Vikings favored by five and a half points here. A lot of money in on the Bucks. Seventy-nine percent of the money pool there. Who are you liking here? I don't understand this game. Like, how do you? How do you have? It's not much to understand. You just got to pick it, brother. Yeah, I, I guess I'm. I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, I wanted to take the Vikings again. This is a, like a five and a half point thing. Everything in me says Vikings. Uh, but I ultimately ended up going with the Bucks, I, 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 and I couldn't believe that I picked it. But again, I don't know five and a half points. The Vikings, you know, they they didn't impress me last year, and they ended in a just a, a car crash scenario. Speaking of which, and so I just ended up going on the Bucks here. So uh, we're on opposite ends. I'm on the Bucks. You're on the Vikings. So next game is going to be Jags. Colts, this is another, uh, you know, unique one. A lot of people calling out the Colts on this. Jaguars favored by four and a half over the Colts. Over-under is 46. Um, really, not, nothing more. Everything's pretty even. You know, Sharps on the Colts. Uh, are you going to take the Jaguars here and, you know, Calvin Ridley coming as another added toy to Peterson's offense? Yeah, I actually really like Jacksonville here and... I don't. I I know that uh, everybody's kind of concerned uh, uh, that these players are there's going to be like too many weapons now, and like it's going to be I like, never have too many weapons. Uh, I'm talking more like from a fantasy perspective, but I, I'm not necessarily concerned that with Calvin Ridley in the sense that he might he might help them, but he's not going to be the person that changes everything for Jacksonville. Like they're, they're going to be just fine. And he's just going to be like, he's, he'll be like middle of the road. Like he's not going to be like this outstanding. He's not going to be like, uh, um, like a Julio Jones was or a Calvin Johnson or a, do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. I gotcha. But solid nonetheless. Yeah, he'll be fine. Like he's he's just another he's just another weapon for Lawrence. This could be Lawrence's breakout season for sure. Yeah, can you can you see anything with the people back in the Colts? I'm with you. I picked the I picked the Jaguars. No, no, I have no idea why. I Anthony Richardson. Like I, I'm fucking so tired of hearing about this. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. I you know it was. I just I I heard a, a lot of people starting to pick the Colts. You know, toward the end of the week, and I just I, it makes me scratch my head. What does everybody know that I don't? But uh, regardless, we're both in on the Jaguars. There, I just hit the whistle early. I'll hit it again here as we move on to the next game. Commanders hosting the Cardinals. Big favorite here. Commanders seven point favorites. Thirty eight is the over under. This is the lowest over under of the week. Uh, Big tickets on the Commanders. It's actually a trifecta game. Everybody, Sharps, tickets, and the money on Washington. As am I. I picked the Commanders here in the seven. Yeah. This spread went up from when I was looking at it the other day. Um, I took Washington too, but this wasn't a game I was comfortable with at all. I'll do it for picks, but I'm not going to include this in any, any bet. No, it feels to me to be a teaser special, but for me, I, the seven points for the uh, all of the picks for the week, I'll take them. So, Saints-Titans next one. Saints favored by three at home. 42 is the over-under. Tons of money in on the Titans, 93%. So, Saints, now that they got your, your hated 
David Carr under center, Derek Carr, sorry, uh, under center. Are, are you going to side with the Saints or just immediately go to the Titans? No, I, I mean, I picked the Titans, but it's it's not because of Carr. Carr will be great for the receivers. Um, I'm watching, sorry, I'm, I'm watching Alabama just get smoked. Yeah, this will be fantastic if they end up losing this game uh, tonight versus Texas. In Alabama, Texas, which is Texas, is really good. I, I mean, is, I'm, for I'm sure. Impressed. But to win on the road, uh, right? It is in Alabama. I just saw it. I, yeah, I, I pay attention oh, yeah. to, to college yeah. football very little until the end. But I just thought I did see Alabama in the end zone there. So, uh, no, sure for sure. Like this is a this is a huge win for that. Like I, Alabama's third in the country. They they are no joke and. Texas is just going into their Texas is good. Texas is going to be tough to beat. Well, I, you know what? I think as you're seeing, yeah, and I, obviously the college coaches have been bitching and moaning about this, but I don't necessarily know if it's the transfer portal and NIL money and you know, all that kind of. I just think that the way that football has gone over the past 10 to 15 years with all these wide-open offenses and them making putting an emphasis on football not being as physical, it just opens up the game, you know, for better athletes, right? And so I, there are athletes all over the place, and I just I, I think that the playing field will be a little more evened out because without the ability to kind of apply the physical pressure of a defense, which is kind of what always, like, that that jump from college to pros, to me, was always on the physical nature of it because, you know, I mean, you got up to the pros and it was just smash mouth at the line of scrimmage, cornerbacks jacking up wide receivers right there. You know, it was just a more physical game. And so it, it throttled a little bit of that athleticism, which you're just seeing come right back now across the board, even in, in the pros. So, you know, games like this, uh, you know, Alabama being the three seed versus 11 Texas, you would imagine to be Alabama all day long. But, I mean, Texas is just, you know, thumping them right now. They're on a tear here for a quarter and a half uh, here, whatever, late in the – is it fourth yet? And I think it was third just before. I, I've been looking up and down, but I think it's in the fourth now. Yeah, I – I, the NFL, I believe – is like a, a sport that's getting younger and I think from a from like a um a perspective of, of a viewer it, it's more fun to watch when it's when it's younger and more spread out and more passing and more scoring. That's great. Um from a well, gambling po- point of view it makes it a little harder. A little bit I mean it's look you never used to see rookie quarterbacks come in, play right away, and be successful. You never used to see rookie wide receivers come in and be successful because there were just yeah. learning curves to the offensive systems. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, it, they they basically build teams off of landing the quarterback and then doing the five-year plan, right? So it's just, it's just different. Modern modern football's different. Modern salary cap's different. Uh, but you do, I think you definitely see more of the translation from college to pro now. Where I think it was just different before. I thought it was two different games. I just, I, I just, I feel, I'm getting this feeling that just every 
even through listening to all sports radio and watching all everything, every analyst on every network you can possibly imagine, everybody keeps lowering the age of like that drop off, the drop off age. Do you know what I mean? Like the running back drop off age used to be 30. Now it's like 27, 28. Yeah, 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 right. The wide receiver used to be like 32. Now it's like 30. Yeah, like that. This that shit's real. That means all those players are just gonna get fucking dumped, and they're just people. The the owners are gonna pay nothing to have these rookies and first year guys. They would rather just have them because they they know the drop off is. It's crazy, man. It's well, it's funny, fucking. I saw Kenyon Drake. I think he was on a team and he got cut. I forget what team it was. He's but, like 28, 27. I, yeah, and he it wasn't that long ago that he was relevant. Right? I mean, he was, was never like a super year ago. It was not super relevant, but he had those couple of good years in Miami, right? And then or was it he bombed in Miami and he was good in Arizona. One one of the two, right? I mean, he had a little bit of success somewhere, but it was like he was just trying to make a squad at 28 years old and it was like, wow. Just, you know, out, done. You know, uh, Tariq Cohen, he blew his knee out twice. He missed two years, and he can't even get a tryout. Just don't care. Ezekiel Elliott has been in the league. This is his seventh year. I think that's what the stat was. Well, his his physical fall-off was pretty significant. It was crazy. Well, I mean, he just got ran into the ground, and then all of a sudden, he just his body just kind of gave out. He just lost that explosion. I mean, I, I hope he's got a little something left. I got him on a couple fantasy teams, but that's just the way it is. Um, anyway, uh, we, we digress here uh, as we were talking Commanders, Cardinals, uh, Commanders, and then we had to, you know, we fell into the Alabama Texas game right now. But we're both on the Commanders, and we will bounce to New Orleans. Oh, we were actually talking about New Orleans. Sorry, I actually forgot that we got into that game. We were talking Derek Carr. You were talking Titans. You're going to take Titans for Carr. Uh, and it wasn't uh, because of, tight- it wasn't because of Carr. It was just because you like the Titans. Uh, yeah, I just I I I like actually like Carr and Olave. Like I think I I have Olave in a bunch of leagues. Like I think they're going to be great together. I just don't like Tennessee. Everyone's f- so fucking down on them. And like DeAndre Hopkins, I don't care how old he is, man. Like the dude still can catch the ball. Yeah, for sure. I, I hope so. I have him in leagues, so I'm with you there. Um, 42 over under. I I think that this could be a low-scoring game. I don't know why. I would go over. Yeah, I just... I, I would go over in a second. All right, well, New Orleans defensive featured. You know, Vrabel likes to play run defense. This was one of the games I kind of... You know, I'm not big on over-unders. I'm just not great at them. Uh, so I, but I looked at it and I was like, ah, maybe 42, but uh, I ended up going the other way. I went with the saints and the three points. You're on the Titans there. So then the next, uh, game on the docket is Patriots Eagles. This one in Foxborough, the Patriots are a four point home dog here. So the Eagles, obviously one of everybody's Super Bowl picks are favored over under is 45 points. Who are you going to take here? Philly versus new England. This is a game. I, I went back and forth on this a bunch of times. I don't think that Philly. I don't think that New England's going to win, but I actually took them with the plus four. 
Yeah, I took New England too. I, I, you know, again, end of the season, Philly's better. It's it's week one for Belichick. They brought in uh, what's his face from uh, well, I mean, went Penn State, Houston, then off to uh, Alabama. I forgot. Uh, O'Brien. So they got O'Brien now at offensive helm, and they got rid of that junk that they did last year with Judge and Patricia. I just think that, you know, I, I like the Patriots as well here with the four points. I don't know if they, I don't know if they win. They probably end up losing, but uh, you know, I like the four. Yeah, I like the four too, and it's just I, I don't know. New England's going to be one of those teams that I, I'm not going to know what to do with all year long. Yeah, I think toward the middle of the year, you'll figure out more about them. They'll be tough in the beginning. I'll like them in the beginning, depending on how they play in this game. Because I think that Belichick, you know, he might be, his plan that he's been trying to formulate, maybe he's got something here. Maybe Mac Jones with defensive offensive coordinator is good. We're going to find out uh, in just a, you know, a short while here as uh, Sunday is coming at us super fast. And speaking of super fast, let's go through the rest of these. The next one is the Broncos hosting your Raiders. Broncos favored by three and a half over under 43 and a half. This one is a pros Joe's pros on the uh, Broncos Joe's on the Raiders. I took the Raiders. I, I don't, I, I just, I have zero faith in Russell Wilson, not because the Raiders are my team. Just I'm so tired of the fucking Raiders. Just, not being good, dude. It's just been so long. Yeah, well, I don't think that this is going to be the week to break that. Uh, I picked the Broncos here. This is a week one, uh, you know, of year two for Russell Wilson with uh, Shipwreck uh, at at co- coach now. So, you know, he comes out of retirement. And, you know, if he's worth his salt, I still don't know why he took this job, you know, per se. But I don't either. I can't figure it out. You know, I, I I thought he would have waited for a different gig, but this is the one that he wanted. This is the one that he got. I guess he, he should. I can't believe he didn't fucking get. I I can't believe he didn't wait to get the job in uh, Los Angeles. Well, I I think he might have thought he had it this year, and then they stuck with Staley. Right. So stupid. Yeah, I, I just I'm not sure. I think Peyton just got frustrated waiting for that job or whatever job, and and just took this one because, you know, paid well. You know, he, you know, people seem to love Denver and Colorado uh, for the lifestyle. So maybe he was like, yeah, we'll just call it. We'll go out there. We'll finish up, and and that's what we'll reside here on out. So, but uh, I ended up taking the Broncos. You ended up taking the Raiders. And that leaves one game left, and that's my New York Giants. And the Giants are going to be a home dog versus the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by three and a half over under 45 and a half. Um, I will say I ended up taking the Cowboys here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I Cowboys play well against the Giants. I, while it is a, you know, it's a home game. They did well last year. I like Dable. I don't know. I, I There's just question marks that I have about the Giants right now. You know, is this line really fixed? Are the wide receivers they piece together here really any good? Is Waller even going to play? You know, he goes on the injured <laughs> list late. Can't, I can't believe he's, uh, that's exactly why the Raiders, that's why the Raiders got rid of him. 
I mean, I can, you know. And so let's say Waller doesn't play or he's playing at 50%. I, I, you know, what is it? It's Barkley, Barkley, Barkley. And then, you know, you, you found a diamond in the rough with Paris Campbell, you know, who's never really done anything. Hodgkins, Hodgkins, you pull in from Buffalo. He does okay at the back half of last year, but he's your one. You know, you're talking about C.D. Lamb. You're talking about Tony Pollard. You're talking about Brandon Cooks now. Uh, you know, I, uh, Dak Prescott. It's kind of you know, Micah Parsons. I don't know. I just look at it on paper. I say you know, three and a half. It, it probably isn't enough. Mm. I took the Giants. You took the Giants. So be it. And that will wrap up all of the 16 games for this week. And that means that we get to the uh, the meat of the program, and that is fourth down, where we will give you all of our gambling picks. Fourth down. So we could do one of two things here. Now, you said that you had rolled in your long season bets into your $10,000 fantasy budget. And that's how we do it every year. We give ourselves 10 grand. You can give yourselves whatever bankroll you want, but we do 10. And then we make our bets, you know, against the spread and parlays and the whole nine. Um, and so you said that you made some long season picks because I, I can do the same thing. I can take some long season picks and incorporate them into my week one bets. Yeah, I did. So, okay. So I could do that, and I could do that on the fly. So let's hear uh, what you did here. We did, we went through our Super Contest picks. Um, do you have a best bet before we get to that? A ha- best bet of the week? Best bet of the week. I, I'd probably either go with San Francisco or Baltimore. So San Francisco or Baltimore. I am going to make mine Chicago. So Chicago is my best bet. And then just quickly to recap the Super Contest picks, I had the Chargers, Seahawks, Falcons, uh, Bears, and Jets. And then Chris had the Bills, Dolphins, Bengals, 49ers, and Baltimore. He's going to go with the best bet of San Francisco uh, or who would you say San Francisco or Buffalo? No, Baltimore. Or Baltimore, and then I'm going Chicago. And so now for our bets. Do you want to do a survivor before we get into our bets? Or do you want to do the survivor last? No, we can do that last. Okay. So uh, our picks, uh, I'll let you go ahead and kick things off with whatever you want to do. You can start off with the season-long picks or do the season uh, bets last, whatever you want to do here. Yeah, so why don't I just give you my my initial bets for this week and and then I can we can talk about what I did for my All right, so we'll do super, this week super Bowl. we'll do this week you go I go you know you give me all your bets I'll give you all my bets and then we'll do our season picks yeah that sounds good uh okay so the first bet I did was a three team parlay and I used two of the teams I just mentioned so I went with Baltimore and the nine and a half, or nine, whatever, uh, 49ers with the two and a half, and Bengals with the two. And I just did a $100 uh, uh, parlay. I don't know if you mentioned it. We're going to start with $10,000 and kind of work off yep. of that as our initial deposit. Um, so, yeah, so I'm just going to do a couple, few small bets, just like a couple $100 parlays, just – because I hate week one. I never win week one. But 
Baltimore, San Francisco, Cincinnati. That's my first one I'm going to do. Gotcha. Second, second, I'm going to do the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Bills. I know you don't believe in the Giants, but I actually have faith that they're going to come to play uh, tomorrow night. Are you doing that as a parlay, or are you doing that as a tease or straight-up bets? No, parlay. 100 bucks. Okay. Hundred, yeah. These are those two are a hundred to win seven hundred. With you. All right, and then my third one is going to be a six point tease, and I am going to use the Vikings, the Titans, the Pats, and the Dolphins. And so, what I'm going to get with that is the Vikings having to just beat the Bucks. The Titans getting nine at the Saints. The Patriots getting ten against the Eagles. Yeah, I like that. I, I like getting New England up there. And the Dolphins getting nine at the Chargers. Yeah, also it should be a closer game. So New England and Miami there. I, I like juicing those those spreads up. Well, the three underdogs, the Titans, the Pats, and the Dolphins, should all probably turn out to be close games. I don't know what's going to happen. Vegas, obviously, like the Vikings have some serious talent on that team, and the, the Bucks are still only five-and-a-half-point dogs. I, I The Vegas knows something. I don't know. But those are my three. Well, I think it's uh, just week- they're not sold on Minnesota. I, I think that's the question, right? And you don't, sure. you really don't know what you're going to get. Look, I, you know, Baker sucks. But I, who knows? Sometimes he pulls sh- fucking rabbits out of his hat. You know, I mean, I mean, he's throwing up a good game. You know, they have Evans, yeah. they have Godwin. I, you know, they, they have a little bit of, you know, they, they got a little bit of momentum from last year. I don't know, momentum's the right, uh, right word. But I, I just think that they're a little cautious of a Minnesota team that's defense isn't good, and then a Tampa Bay team that could, you know, just throw up something randomly. So, yeah, yeah. So. Those are my three for the week. That's it. Hundred bucks each. Oh yep. wow, that's all you went with. Okay, so well, I, I I made some. He- I went heavy on the the season long term. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so those are your three picks. I did a little bit more for week one. Not that much more though, but I did. So I'll start off. I, I made two straight up picks. I took Chicago, which was my best bet, and the Chargers, which I think would be my second. And I bet them both 200, uh, Chicago getting the one and a half, Chargers getting the three. So you're all over Miami. I, I do like the Chargers in this one. Um, and those that's what started me off. Then I did a tease. I did Minnesota, Washington, and Seattle. So here that brought Minnesota to a half-point underdog. That brought Washington to a one-point favorite and Seattle to a one-point dog. So basically I just turned those games into you know, pickums, and so I put three hundred down on that three team tease, and then I did two parlays. Uh, I'll do the team one first. I did Washington just outright to win, so I took the money line there. Then I took Chicago, and then I took the Jets. Why didn't I go with the Chargers? Because what I wanted to do here was get a one, a four, and then get a game afterwards. So that if I hit the two of the three, depending on what happened later on, I could either cash out, depending on what happened with my my teases or my straight-up bets, uh, you know, and play it that way. So I took 
with the Jets because they were one of my super contest picks. And so that three-team parlay, I put 200 down on that. Got a nice return, 953 if it ends up hitting. And again, the Jets game, if I hit one of two and I just want to take walk away with whatever the the uh, payout is, I, you know, I can do that. So, um, And then I took a... <laughs> this is my... Shitty rookie quarterback parlay. I did C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young overs and interceptions at .5. So both to throw a pick in the game, and then I just put 100 down on it. It's for nothing. It's for like 275 to get back. So it's just a fun. I wanted to do some kind of player part, some kind of player bet here. And so I did Stroud Young to both throw picks in their games. Figure it was something stupid, junky for me to to enjoy. Um, you know, I, again, there are so many player things you can do, same game parlays. Uh, you know, again, week 1, I just I wanted to feel these teams out a little bit before I got too too involved. So that, those were my week ones, your week ones. What'd you end up doing for the season? Because you said you went a little heavy there. So I I took numerous teams from each conference. So sorry if I just sounded a little different. I was uh, in a different room. But um, <clears throat> I took three teams from the AFC and three teams from the NFC and I did each of them to each win. Division winner deal? No, to each win the Super Bowl over the opposite team. So. Okay. For, and for by the, the way, AM- this just in. <laughs> Texas Longhorns, 34 to 24 victors over the Alabama Crimson Tide. So. Yeah, they are going to. Loss. That's done. They're, well, there's their their season's essentially done. There, there's no way they can make it at this point. Nah, you could come back from an early, you know, week one, week two loss against another, you know, solid ranked team. But Oof, I, how are they? I mean, that's going to be. Uh, all these teams are losing one game. They all do. I, you know, like nobody really runs the table anymore. But I mean, that's a that's a tough loss out of the gate there for the number three ranked Crimson Tide. But uh, anyway, like yeah. you were saying, uh, you you had AFC teams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to see how far up Texas can jump. They're not going to jump your boy. They're not going to jump fucking Notre Dame. And Hartman. Sam Hartman, baby. Wake Forest grad transfer to Notre Dame for one more year. What is he, 40 now? Working on his 12th college football season. Pretty impressive. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, They're not going to jump. Yeah, I don't even know how far they can jump. Alabama is going to drop for sure. I don't know how they're going to drop far. But anyway, um, so what I did was I took. Uh, the Chargers, and I took the Bengals, and I took the Dolphins. Okay, from the A from the AFC, and from the NFC, I took the Eagles, the Lions, and the Forty ers Okay, and so each one of them. Winning all $10 bets. I mean, sorry, all $100 bets. And they're all to win over the other. So there's 18 separate bets. Right. So you're boxing the whole deal. Yeah, exactly. So, 
you know, like in reality, yeah, it's it's a lot of money out, you know, out my pocket, but. Well, it's uh, what know, it, it's eighteen bets at a hundred a pop, so you're looking at eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, eighteen hundred bucks. And you never know. I mean, each one of these are going to pay like ten thousand bucks, right? You know, like so it's you, a huge hit. I, you know, th- this is your, you know, this is your potential bets, right? Right. Like even even the even the San Francisco 49ers beating the Bengals. Comes out to seven thousand bucks. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I mean, this is how this is how most investment works, right? However, it is whether you're working sports wagering, whether you're working the stock market, whether you're working poker, whether you were you know insert you know gambling investment vehicle here is that you you try to pepper in your solid. I have a. I have an, a lean edge bets to keep money coming into my pocket, and then you swing for the fences, you know, with that that gambling risk money. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, at, at the the lowest odds I got, I think was the Eagles over the Bengals, maybe, and that was still forty to one. You know, yeah, so take it. it's. It's like, how do you how do you not take those odds? You know what I mean? It's like shit. Like plus forty five hundred is great odds for. Tell me you can't see like a, a 49ers versus Bengals or or like an Eagles versus Bengals. No, I can that, see that, all those. Right? I mean, yeah. you, you picked you picked three out of both conferences that are favored to have a nice run. So, so yeah, you box the, them, you get them all, and then so long as one of them hits, you get your eighteen hundred back. Yeah, the Lions. The only reason I took the Lions as one of my three from the NFC was because if you actually look at your schedule, I and I wasn't expecting them to win on Thursday, but if you look at their schedule, dude, they set, the NFL set them up, dude, to just win. It's crazy. Yeah, well, they set up the Giants not to because if you look at that schedule, it is oh my god, it's fucking brutal. ridiculous how crazy that is. It's it's brutal. But like from a Lions perspective, they have the talent to win like a lot of games. But when when you look at them, like Seahawks, it's a winnable game. Falcons, winnable game. Packers, winnable game. Panthers, winnable game. Bucks, winnable game. Ravens, they probably are going to lose. Raiders, winnable game. Chargers, probably a lose. Bears, win. Packers, win. Saints, win. Bears, win. Broncos, win. Vikings could be iffy. And then they end the season with the Cowboys. Like, dude, they have a pretty... They got a pretty good schedule. Yeah, no, I got you. So... So you did those. You did those boxes. Did you do anything else other than those, or, or that was your no. long season no, bets? No, that was it. Yeah, oh, that, that was it. Was... Really? Okay. You didn't do any Eight. rookie of the years or MVPs no. or nope. anything in that regard. Nope. I just wanted to do Super Bowl wins. Oh wow! Yeah, I I was looking. I tried. I I picked a couple of things. I I was looking at the rookie of the year, and and I kind of you know. 
I don't know. I, I just don't. I really like Zay Flowers, but I couldn't. I'm trying to think to myself. I'm like, really, for Zay Flowers to get Rookie of the Year over Bijan or any of the quarterbacks, I mean, he would really have to ball. You know, and the rest of these, I mean, Bijan's like 275, right? And, uh, you know, it's kind of a boring bet. Like, uh, you know, who else? It's going to be a quarterback or Bijan, and Bijan is just going to be featured the entire year. So you'd have to think that he goes down. But um, so I didn't do any of that. The defensive rookie of the year, I didn't do either. I, I did like Jalen Carter, uh, but he was like 700. So, you know, I don't know. What, what I ended up doing is I did the same thing I did last year. I did Micah Parsons because his odds were plus 600 for defensive player of the year. And so I ended up putting 500 on that because I he – he came so close last year to getting it, kind of flamed out there second half, at least with not his performance, but the stats, and then ultimately that, that translated into lack of votes. But I think that this is his year. I don't care that he's the number one leader in the clubhouse. His odds are still 600, so I'm going to put 500 down on that. In the same category for Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to take Ahmad Gardner's sauce uh, because he was plus 1,500. And if that defense is as good as they keep talking about, and everybody keeps yapping about it, and Sauce was a fucking stud year one, then if it's not Parsons, I could see the, possibly the top shutdown corner in the league getting a hold of that out of a defense that, you know, if they're as good as everybody says, they're going to get a lot of publicity. You look at the other guys that are on the board, Miles Garrett, TJ Rock, Nick Bosa, those are all sack guys. <laughs> Right, and I have that covered with Parsons, and Parsons has the year that I, I think that he'll have. So I think the alternative to having a sack guy, if Parsons doesn't get it, you know, I, I Bosa, Watt, Garrett, I'd rather have Gardner in the 15. So I ended up putting uh, not as much on him. I put 100 on him. I put 500 on Micah. And then I did coaches of the year. I ended up taking Belichick and Peterson. I put 200 on both of them. Belichick was plus 2,500, and Peterson was plus 2,200. Belichick has no expectations placed on this team at all. Everybody thinks they're going to suck. And so he's all the way down at plus 2,500. And I just think pulling Bill O'Brien in, if Mac Jones actually is halfway decent and he gets this team going the way that he wants to, plays defense, runs, Mac Jones is okay, they end up getting to the playoffs, you know, maybe kick up some dust during the year, I could easily see them going and trying to give him a little nod as, you know, it's the twilight years for Sir Bill. And then Peterson, obviously, he pieced everything together uh, down there in Jacksonville, is trying to bring that team out of out of the fucking fire after Urban Meyer screwed them. And so this would be year two after they finished strong in year one. And he was at plus 2,200, so I threw 200 on him. So that was what I ended up doing long form. So out, out for week one combined with my week one bets and then my... Season-long bets, I'm out a cool G. So I got a G on the line for week one. And then you ended up having, uh, well, I think I had, I had more than a G, but five, six, seven, uh, I don't know, whatever it was. And then you had the 1,800 and then plus the 300, right? So you're about 2,100? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I actually, I, I think I'm two. I think I had a, a thousand for the for the week, and then I also had uh, I also had a thousand for the long term bet. So I was down a two. So we're about about the same thing. Eight eight thousand left uh, before the results of week one. 
And so I think that about does it uh, for us in week one. Ran a little long. We were trying to bring this into an hour, and, and uh, an hour and a half is what it ultimately ended up being. So we will look to fine-tune that a little bit and uh, get that to the quicker, you know, one-hour sweet spot that so many podcasts and uh, shows like to be at. Because, I mean, really, who has uh, time for an hour and a half unless you're listening at double speed, which sounds like chipmunks when you listen to it, right? So, uh, all right, with that said, are you excited for week one or what? I imagine the answer is going to be yes. It's a stupid self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to – I'm, like, excited, but I, this is the first year I've ever had to work on Sundays, so, like, I'm a, I'm a oh, little – Oh, wah! Boo! Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Fight so. back against the crowd. Plant your flag. Yeah. Plant your flag. All right. He he's he's uh he's exhausted, folks. So let's uh let's just punch out while we still have him awake. And me as well, uh, because we're pumping into uh you know late night here on Saturday. Gotta uh, crash before the festivities of Sunday are upon us. So all right, all that said, thank you for listening. Chris, I will talk to you tomorrow, and then we will talk to you next week. After the week one results are in. Enjoy your Sunday. Sounds good. Peace. Adios.